Please give one more hand to all those that serve all together. Thanks to all of you. It's an honor to be with you this morning, and uh, I'm excited to share a message with you about how we're created to connect. <clears throat> so, you know, in my wife and I have done youth ministry for a lot of years, and in youth ministry, it's really easy to see sometimes how being intentional about connecting really does something. It, it opens things up. So uh, yesterday, a handful of us went and did paintballing, and uh, <clears throat> it, it was pretty fun. You come away from it with these stories. If any of you guys, you know, paintballing was something that, uh, you know, all the youth come away and they're like, oh my gosh, did you see that one where this happened? Or, and they oh yeah, and this one. And then, and then there's these stories of things that come up because we were intentional about, hey, let's go do something together. A couple of weeks earlier, we went on a, uh, uh, to a youth conference up in Reading and we're up there and, you know, the first night, like kids are getting wrecked and. Uh, by God's love and crying and encountering God's love. There's times where we're intentional about connecting that are, hey, let's just kind of hang out. And there's times that are intentional about connecting in those God spaces. And we really need to have both. We need those spaces of centering in on the Lord, but also those moments of just enjoying being together, just having fun being together. Like, like I like you kind of times. We have to have those kind of times together as a church body. And sometimes it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, and you come up with great stories, too, like coming back from Reading, driving our new youth van, it's awesome, filled with kids. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting hungry, you know. And uh, so I see this picture. I mean, it's as, it's as big as this TV back here of these tacos. And I'm like... These, these tacos, you know, like when you see certain pictures of tacos, you're like, these tacos are going to be good. Um, <clears throat> my mistake was that it was at a gas station. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not really sure, like, why I didn't put those two together. Uh, but, you know, something happens when we go after connecting. Sometimes, you know, just being people. Just trying to connect with family. The holidays are coming up. Just trying to gather around a table. I had a table that I was going to bring up out here, and I just decided, okay, it's just, uh, you know, a table represents so much of what it means, you know, to sit down, to eat together. And so we're going to be talking about the power of being, of connecting, that we are created to connect. We're going to be going through... This acronym, uh, the acrostic H-O-M-E, HOME. And we're going to try a couple different things, try a couple new things. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try this out. If you'd like to text me, I won't be able to get your, I won't be able to go through all of them. But if you just leave me a few word response, what builds connection? I'm going to read off a handful of the first few that I get. So you can just text like a regular number, 
there's you don't have to like put any information in or anything like that. Just a um, this is a, a Google number, so it will uh, if anyone's on the live stream, you can also text through, uh, but it will be deleted after today. So I would love to hear your responses. What builds connection? What stands out to you that builds connection? What are some of the most powerful things? Some of the ones that we have coming up, eating together, authenticity, family, trust, listening, spending quality time together, sharing, uh, sharing a meal, food, games, coffee, vulnerability, asking questions, creating some, uh, something beautiful together, having fun together, laughing, humility, appreciation for each other, group activities, shared experiences, they're all from different, different ones, going through crisis together, being present, just being present, oh, this is such a good one. I, I realize that so often I, I'm going through my motions, I'm like, oh, wait, okay, I got to do this and do this, and then how often does that happen where you just walk right past somebody and you realize, oh, I didn't even say hi to them, and they probably think I'm a jerk, and I'm just in my mode, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got to slow down and just say hi and say goodbye, connect on those beginning levels. It happens in some of the most simple ways. I'm going to throw out just a few more of these here that are here. Smiling at each other, bearing one another's burdens. I may not get get all of these. Music, worshiping together, praying together, then enjoying one another. The beach, tacos at a gas station. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Okay, some good ones. John 15.5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So this connected thing, we are created to connect. We're created to be connected with, with God and we're created to be connected with others. So we're going to take a look. That our basic acrostic breaks down that, you know, there's four basic qualities that we're going to look at today that, it's heaven-hearted. It's an open invitation. Connection is something that makes disciples, and it's something where everyone gets to play. There's nothing like this sense of home that we ex- can experience. There is a home that we are created for that's more than what's just an earthly home. And you know, even just looking at an earthly home... It's not just the structure that makes it home. It's the people that we are connected with that makes it feel something like home. The world's first home in Genesis 1, then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant through the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. The first home, the first space that God creates for humankind it's centered around this concept of connecting with each other around food. And I have given every, good, uh, every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And uh, that is what happened. Then God looked over all that he had made and he saw that it was good. 
And evening passed, and the morning came, marking the sixth day. This is in Genesis 1. Then in Genesis 2, uh, 2.15, we see the Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So our attachment, our connection is based, you know, God sets it up about, it's, it's all very interconnected with, with this thing of eating. And even that brings sin into the world. It's all connected. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. So what happens is, is that we see through Genesis 1, everything is good. Oh, this day happens, it's good. This day happens, it's good. This happens, it's good. Day four, it's good. Day five, it's good. What happens is, all of a sudden, it is not good. It is not good for the man to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. It's not good for us to live life alone. We don't do well when we're alone. We are created to be connected. So the Lord God caused man to fall into a deep sleep. When the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. It's a very intimate connection. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. New Living Translation, at last! (laughs) He's been looking at, you know... It even says, I think this, the verse before it is hilarious where he's like, oh yeah, he looked through the, the animals and the sea and there was no suitable helper for him. Right. Come on, hey, come on, right? And then he's like, at last, finally. finally, yes, we are created to connect with God and people. And we notice it even in uh, children. So humans are the least likely species on the planet to survive independently. Each one of these are one years old. So we've got a baby there, a horse, and a tiger. The horse is running free on its own, independent, and the tiger is out hunting, and there's the baby. <laughs> Still needing to be cared for. God designed human beings to need connection. What happens when we isolate? When we isolate, our needs aren't met. And I'd like you to think about some of the other needs that you have. Well, what are some of the other needs that we really need? Some of the other things that we really need are things like oxygen, water, food. What happens when we don't have some of these things we need? We, well, we start becoming malnourished for a time, and ultimately it can end in death. This is a need that human beings have. And some of the symptoms of isolation, of not having connectedness, are listed here. Things that a lot of us in this room have, you know, especially, I don't know, about, I, I mean, going through COVID, you could just, you know, there's probably a lot on this list. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things that we as human beings, you know, being shut down, isolated a lot of stuff comes up where you know it's 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 hard to to kickstart things again how do we just be normal again i i'm still having a little bit of difficulty like how do i greet people 
Anybody else? Like a little bit, like, okay, I think it's okay. I, I, you still have that thing sometimes where you're like, do I go in for a hug? Do I go in for a handshake? Is this, no, I don't do anything. I smile. I'm still trying to figure out how to be human. <clears throat> so we're kind of broken. We, <laughs> I don't think this is real. This is pretend. We kind, we're kind of broken. We need things to be connected. We need things that are, that are, uh, that are healthy, that are building us. It, it, it helps us to do well when we have connection with the Lord and we have connection with others. So in Heaven Hearted, this, this cover is from Eddie Piorek's um, The Father Loves You book. Uh, the key message that we've had in here. And, you know, last Sunday when I was in here, Chris Lazar was leading worship, and I was standing right there, and there was something in the room. I don't know. I just got so teary. I'm looking around, and I'm recognizing how many mothers and fathers are in this room that have spoken into my life. And this, the, just the spirit of the Lord was so strong, it just, I was, I was standing over there crying, just encountering his love. And this is something that's so foundational to us in, as, as, as God's kids, but here in the vineyard, to be able to just be, really be ourselves. That we have the freedom to be ourselves and be loved. You can... Even talk about tacos. Matthew eleven eighteen, joyous fellowship is so typical of. Uh, oh, sorry, this is from a, a book by George Alden Ladd. Joyous fellowship is so typical of Jesus' ministry that critics accuse him of being a glutton and a drunkard. <laughs> I love the way that's worded. They call him a in Matthew eighteen uh, eleven eighteen. They call him a glutton and a drunkard because he's got so much. Jesus was somebody that... Jesus has joy. Amen. <clears throat> Isaiah 56.6 6 says, And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to Him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be His servants, all who keep the Sabbath without profaning it, and who hold fast to My covenant, I will bring them to My holy mountain and make them joyful in My house of prayer. In his house. His house. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. His house. We have access to this kingdom, to this house. Now, the tax collectors and sinners. This is probably super inappropriate, but I was thinking you could throw in like OSHA workers, whatever you want to throw in there. <clears throat> Mike can clean it up for me later. Uh, we're, all, we're, we're gathering around to hear Jesus. If you work for OSHA, we love you. That's the, whole, that's the point. The point is, the point is, Jesus would connect with Whoever it is, he, he, would, he would go after, you know, the, the lowliest of the low. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. 
But that's how we all get in. Like, I was pretty messed up when I, like, came to God. By the time I got to the spot where I, like, I was pretty messed up. And I just, I would come up to the front of church and I would cry like, like that again and again. And people just responded to me in love, praying over me. A lot of you in this room. And it transformed my life. Because when you're connected with love, it changes things. And what happens when we talk about love is that a lot of times it touches on the points where we haven't, either where we've had lack or where there's been pain. And the Lord wants those places too. Because I believe that He is calling us to risk connecting again. To risk connecting with Him on greater levels and to risk connecting with those that are around us. Wait, let's see here. Okay. Somehow my sheets got messed up here. Wow. Totally. (laughs) I don't know where I am. Okay. Church. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's see. Wow. Sorry. This is totally new for me, and it's very temperamental. And it's not liking me right now. All right. I think it's going to stop there. We're going to start right here. Is this good with you guys? <laughs> okay. So we got up and uh, this is the, the, you know, the story of the prodigal son. He gets up, prodigal son, goes to his father, realizes that you know everything is is in a uh, <laughs> he is in a really bad space. He's like, I need something more. He recognizes that you know he's just eating from you know the the, the food that he's eating from the pigs is is even you know that. His, his father, oh, that's right. He feeds his, sorry, I'm skipping my slides here because they're messing me up. But he, what happens is, is that he recognizes he's got to go to his dad. That's the heart of it. He recognizes, I've lost everything. I've spent everything. And he's, he realizes, oh, I've got to go to my dad. I've got to return to him. And I love, this is so God's heart towards us when we're looking to connect. When, when we're like, okay, I've done it enough my own way. I've got to go, I've, I've got to return back to him again and renew my just going after him. So he gets up, went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his, his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. The father saw him and was filled with compassion. That's the part that changes everything. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Eating again. Around food again. 
For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Once on be, being asked by the Pharisees, oh, sorry, oh, wow. Definitely going to be doing something different next time. <laughs> this was an experiment I was encouraged to do, and I'm really hurting myself. Um, <laughs> the kingdom of God is translated Basileia, the now and the not yet. This is a classic word that we know that the kingdom of heaven, it's something that hasn't happened yet, and it's also something that is breaking in right now. It's something that is breaking in right now, the kingdom of God, whether it's through those tender moments. He's, he's, God's, God is doing something in this moment. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's happening on the news, God is still breaking through. He's doing something in this moment that is living and active. And he's also doing something that is in, that is for the future. The power of God is working mightily among us. It's not just some weak thing. And it requires this, it's, it's like God breaks through and sometimes we just don't, sometimes we just don't recognize it. Sometimes we don't realize that God's actually breaking through in this stuff. I see something on the news and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, this is really bad. Yeah, you know, you do that thing, you're like, oh, okay, this is, that's it. That's the final one. That was it. There's no hope. Like, there's no hope. And you're like, oh, well, wait a second. Where's God in this picture? And I've got to center in on what God's doing. The idea here in us being created to connect, God has an open invitation. He is inviting us from right where we are right now. You might be sitting here in an awesome space in your life. You might be sitting here in a real struggled place in your life. Wherever we are, just like Mike says, le- uh, more, not less. I almost said less, not more. More, not less. God is after more for us. We're his kids. And it's what he loves to do. He loves to connect with us. And he loves when we then go out and connect with others. He's the inviting God. Jesus pictured the eschatological salvation in terms of a banquet or a feast, which many guests were invited. Against this background, we understand the frequent table fellowship between Jesus and his followers. The table was such a powerful space. We see that it started with food in, uh, in the garden. We see that, you know, that they eat in the, when they kill the fattened calf. We see that God is that Jesus does this again and again, where he invites us around this place. There's an open invitation. Matthew 22 says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying this, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for a son. Again and again, it shows up in the Bible. A banquet, a, a, a place around a table, around food. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. These paid no attention. When the king came in to see guests, he noticed a man who was there not wearing his wedding clothes and 
The idea here, he's, it, the idea here is that we've got to show up ready for encounter. We need to show up ready to connect, ready to for the occasion. Jesus is always welcoming, and he invites us all. It's where around the table, around food, is a lot of times where he builds disciples. So many conversations come up. I don't know about you, what your dinner table looks like, what it looks like when you eat together. Sometimes it's a real hard battle as a father of five to get kids together. When you have kids from 7 to 23, and I'm like still trying to figure that one out. I don't know how that all that works. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, we took out just my older kids. And now, and then one of my younger kids was like, oh, I miss when we had food around the table. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to like do regular family dinners again around the table instead of just eating in the car from the drive-thru. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, stories happen. Stories happen around the table. I feel like this is a calling for all of us. Gather around the table again. It's a time... Gather around the table, have stories, say what you like about the people that are around your table. If you don't, maybe you don't have five kids. Start with who you know. Start with the person next to you. Start with your roommate. Start with the person next door. Start with somebody. Start simple. Go after church today and go up, ask if somebody wants to go up to, out to eat up the, up the hill at the food court. Connection starts around tables. It continues to grow around appreciation. I love this. You know, there's a part in, uh, in Luke where Jesus heals the, you know, he heals the ten lepers. And there's one that comes back and says thank you. One comes back and says thank you. And Jesus' response is your faith has saved you. Now, what they, <clears throat> what this commentator believes is that, hey, they were all healed, but there was some kind of spiritual connection of an activity that took place through his appreciation. There's something that shifts when we practice appreciation, when we practice thankfulness towards the Lord and towards others. Connection starts around tables, it grows around appreciation, and it finishes around tables. Even in the great feast at the end, Romans 19, 6 through 7, then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give Him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. It was granted for her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. I'm I'm glad he's saying they're the true words of God. This is, this is, the, the, the table is set up throughout the, the food. It, there's connection that happens. 
Who are you eating with? Who do you eat with? I feel like whoever you eat with, maybe the Lord is calling you to take it just a step further. Invite somebody that maybe you wouldn't normally invite. And you know how it is when you have a, a party. You usually invite, you know, two-thirds, of, two-thirds show up of what you invite every half. Same kind of thing is true when you continue to pursue people this way and just connecting and just doing life together. Hey, what? Hey, do you want to? You want to meet up? You want to? Hey, we're gonna try this thing. We were tired. This crazy thing. We're gonna eat together. I don't know. Maybe you guys <laughs> eat together regularly, but it's a simple thing: telling stories, practicing appreciation. We are created to connect. Everyone gets to play. And this phrase, the emphasis really is on. We all have a part. We all have something to do in this body. We have something to do. We are called to minister to others, to serve others, to serve each other. We all have our place on the playground. Whether, you know, so-and-so's over on the slide, this person's over here on the swings. We've all got our place on the playground. God's kingdom breaking through. What's he doing right now? What's he about to do? God, what are you doing right now? What are you about to do? What do you want to do in this moment? I'd like to tell you about, um, you know, you know what? Let's actually do go back to this. I, oh, (laughs) okay, if you still have that number in your phone. What uh, what challenges do people have in connection besides Wi-Fi? Um, <clears throat> what challenges do people have in connection? You got something? Just a few words? Drop it in. I want to hear from you. As you're writing that in there, the number's still up there. If you don't have it, uh, we're going to come back to it in just a moment. Those two your responses. So keep going, going ahead and putting them in there. And as you're, as you're writing some of those in there, I want to tell you, you know, in 2003, Lego was uh, $800 million in debt. The, the Lego company, like the Lego company, <laughs> $800 million in debt. So they came up with this idea. We're going to do this thing called co-creation. We're going to, huh, sound familiar? Co-creation. We're going to do this together. We actively encourage our fans to interact and suggest product ideas. While we have 120 staff designers, we potentially have 120,000 volunteer designers we can access outside the company to help us invent. This is attributed as their major turning point. One of their major turning points after being all those millions of dollars in debt, they're now worth $150 billion. So, and they attribute it to having creative ideas that they share, that that they had new ideas that they gathered from other people. So the idea here is God does this with us. He's like, hey, he's the creator, but hey, I want to, he comes alongside us and he's like, hey, I want to do this with you. What's it look like for us to love this person today? I know they did all that other stuff, all that stuff that pushed your buttons. 
But what's it look like to love them today? How can we forgive? How can we actually release love to them in a way that causes the world to change? Ephesians 4, 15-16 says, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. He makes the whole body fit perfectly together. Fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Growing and full of love. Some of the responses that we have that are challenges to love. Fear of rejection. Oh, somebody said they love me. Um, <laughs> different belief systems. Some other responses. Fear, depression, or anxiety. Needy. Insecurity. Money. Feeling unworthy. Things that are barriers to our connection. Not being present. Sometimes, um, let's see, overly busy. Shyness. Laziness. A lot of different ones here. I'll look at the, other, uh, the others a little bit later. There are a hundred one others, one another's in the New Testament. One of the key phrases that's like an overarching main theme of the New Testament. Here's just a few. Greet one another. Love one another. Pray for one another. Live in harmony with one another. Serve one another. Care for one another. One another. Confess to one another. This last sheet of them. Value one another. Encourage one another. Forgive one another. Outdo one another in showing honor. Bear with one another. Spur one another on. Encourage each other. Encourage one another. Genuinely. What does that look like? Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I don't know, you ever do that? Sometimes I'll just go to, you know, you go up to pray for somebody during ministry time and just start kind of like singing something over them and worship's going and you just start singing a prayer over them. Simple stuff. Simple stuff. Everyone gets to play. We all have our place on the playground. I uh, feel like we're supposed to take some quality time just encountering God's presence together today connecting with Him, connecting with each other. And I challenge you today for that to look like a couple of different things. Here's a few different options of what that can look like. One is, <clears throat> if you're one of the people that are part of our ministry team or have served in that capacity, in a moment I'm going to ask if you would just come up here like how Mike had, it, had everybody do that last, had, had, had our team do that last week. If, if, in a moment, if you guys would come up here and do that. That's one way. Another way is if you're in a space, you just really need greater encounter. You want you are in a space where you really need more of the Lord's heart. You need prayer today. And our, our team will pray with you and bless you. And a third option is, yeah, go up the hill. Go take some people. Go eat. Hang out together. Tell stories. Appreciate. Talk about today's sermon and good stuff, what God's doing in your life. Um, why don't we go ahead and stand, if you would stand with me. And uh, if we could have the 
worship guys come up. And those of you that are a part of our team that prays here, if you guys would just come on up, come forward. Again, three, three different ways that this can look, look like. You're part of our prayer team. You're going to bless others. You're going to receive prayer and or just go grab some food together. If you're in a place you just really need uh, touch from God's heart today, I just want to invite you to come up front. If there's not enough people right at the start to get to you, then then just wait. But come on, come on forward. Um, I really believe there's more that God wants to do today. So Jesus, we welcome you. We thank you, Lord, that you are that you meet us around simple things, around simple conversations, around your word, around stories, around our family members. If you have a family situation in particular that you're contending for, I just invite you to come forward. And if you, again, if you are looking just for a touch from God's heart today. I just want to invite you to come forward. God, we just bless this kingdom word, this kingdom of God word, that this basileia, this thing of inbreaking. We bless inbreaking in this room right now in Jesus' name. We bless every situation, every circumstance individually, corporately, the things, Lord, that we're contending for. We just we thank you, God, that you make way for us, that it's your heart to connect with us. We were created to connect with you. And so we welcome you into this moment. We welcome you. Father, just like you brought your encounter with me last week and I've already done with a bunch in this room, Lord, I, I, I pray, God, would you make that contagious again? We bless that activity in this room. Help us, Lord, connect with you, with each other.